Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. I'm Jen Cutter, and welcome to Daily Tech Headlines Week in Review. The Federal Trade Commission held its first open meeting in over 20 years, voting to rescind a 2015 decision to limit its power over unfair methods of competition to explicit violations of existing antitrust law, which would allow the FTC to file lawsuits against misconduct that might not violate classical antitrust law. The FTC also voted to let individual commissions launch staff investigations into specific industries and to simplify the rulemaking process for prohibiting unfair or deceptive acts or practices. FTC Chair Lena Khan plans to hold monthly public meetings in the future. Microsoft confirmed it signed a malicious driver called NetFilter, containing a rootkit observed communicating with IP addresses in China. The driver specifically targets gaming environments, and it appears the driver slipped through as a submission in Microsoft's Windows Hardware Compatibility Program, rather than using stolen code signing certificates. Microsoft suspended the account that submitted the driver and is investigating its other submissions for malware. Microsoft announced the Nobilium Group behind the SolarWinds supply chain attack compromised a system from a customer support agent, using it to launch highly targeted attacks against customers. It's unclear if this attack occurred on Microsoft's network or contractors, or how long Nobilium had access, but the system included billing contact information and services paid for by the customers. At its Virtual Mobile World Congress event, Samsung showed off its own One UI Watch software interface, which will run on top of the still-unnamed unified platform of Wear OS and Tizen. One UI will automatically install Watch Companion apps when a phone one is installed, and also sync settings. A new Galaxy Watch running One UI will be announced at a Samsung Unpacked event later this summer. A South Korean court ruled Netflix must pay network usage fees to mobile carriers following a 2019 complaint by SK Broadband to the Korean Communications Commission and a subsequent lawsuit by Netflix. Netflix accounted for 4.8% of South Korea's total network traffic in Q4 2020, and industry analysts estimate it would have to pay mobile carriers over 100 billion won a year, approximately $88 million U.S. Facebook launched a closed beta of Bulletin, a subscription newsletter service that can post content on the web, be sent through email, and shared on Facebook. The company won't charge writers a fee for Bulletin at launch, and writers retain ownership of their work and subscriber lists. Microsoft, GitHub, and OpenAI are previewing a tool that suggests code to developers as they work on programs. The system is called GitHub Copilot, and was trained on code from GitHub repositories and will continue to learn based on whether its suggestions are used or not. The model used in GitHub Copilot is called Codex, a derivative of OpenAI's GPT-3, and will be released for all third-party developers later this summer. Western Digital confirmed that data on MyBook NAS devices were wiped using a zero-day exploit due to a coding error that didn't enable a feature to password-protect the reset command on the device. Security logs show this was combined on some devices with a documented 2018 command injection vulnerability, which was never patched as support for MyBook devices ended in 2015. TikTok began rolling out the ability for all users to share three-minute videos, previously limited to one minute. 
The company had been testing longer videos since December, but had only rolled out the feature to select users. Instagram head Adam Masseri said the platform will start experimenting showing users full-screen videos over the coming months, with recommended videos including content from those a user doesn't follow. The company also confirmed it's working on a system to let accounts publish exclusive stories content only available to members, although the company said this is an internal prototype for now. All 27 EU member states, as well as Switzerland, Iceland, Norway, and Liechtenstein, officially began rolling out a digital COVID certificate, a locally stored QR code with COVID-19 vaccine information, exempting the holder from testing or quarantine when crossing an international border. A paper version of the certificate will be available, and officials warn it does not qualify as a travel document like a passport. Twitter announced it is exploring a trusted friends feature, which would let users send tweets viewable by a select group of followers. Other features under development include reply language prompts, which will prompt users replying with a language the original poster doesn't want to see, and facets, which lets users set different personas like work or personal that can be followed separately. Nikkei Asia's source say Intel and Apple began testing chip designs using TSMC's 3-nanometer production technology, with commercial output expected to begin by the second half of 2022. Apple will reportedly use the chips in upcoming iPads, and Intel confirmed it's working with TSMC for its 2023 product lineup. And the blue screen of death, the Windows crash screen in use for decades, lovingly known as the BSOD, is getting an update. Windows 11 will also feature a BSOD, but black is the new blue, though the overall look remains consistent with the redesign introduced in Windows 8. For more discussion on the tech news of the day, subscribe to the Daily Tech News Show at dailytechnewsshow.com, where you can also find the show notes and links to every headline. Please remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines on your podcast service of choice. From everyone here at Daily Tech Headlines, thanks for listening.